Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And today, let's ask ourselves, would 5G help the auto industry? Yes, it would, obviously. And I'll tell you why. But first, I hear a lot of people say that the industry, the auto industry, needs 5G. Listen, here's something I hear about all the time. I hear from everybody. And the fact is, they don't need 5G. I mean, it's crazy when you read these articles that they need 5G. 5G is nice. It's nice to have. It's going to open up a lot of new avenues, a lot of new revenue, a lot of new data collection, and so on. But they don't need it. Hey, I'm a fan of 5G, but I'm in the real world, too. And the real world tells me we don't need it. But first, let me thank my sponsors, Tower Tracker Pro. For all your site closeout package needs, it's a software as a service that walks you through it step-by-step step so you get it all done in one visit, towertrackerpro.com. Also, I want to thank Tower Safety and Instruction at towersafety.com, towersafety.com. They also have their online learning site at www.teletechcollege, teltech, T-E-L-T-E-C-H hyphen college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E.com. For all your tower safety needs, tower training needs, tower drone training, and also first aid, CPR, and things like that. They pretty much uh, have everything to do with tower safety, rescue, CPR, first aid, and anything the Red Cross uh, can offer. But let's get back here about, we went 5G in the vehicle. That's what we're looking for, connected cars. So let me let you in on a little secret. They're already connected. Vehicles, cars, already connected. They can already be hacked. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. If not, go on Google or go on YouTube and search hack a car or connected cars being hacked or something like that. You'll see eventually where they hacked into a Chrysler, like a Jeep Cherokee, and were able to like shut it down, control the brakes, run it off the road, whatever. Can't control the steering yet, but I'm sure those days are coming. So it's already connected. You don't need 5G to connect. They don't need 5G to do any of this. And right now what they're doing, they're collecting data, they being the auto manufacturers, because they want to know what's going on. This is basic stuff, and they just came up with a new way to actually get data from the car. Anything after, I'd say, 2015 on, probably a connected car. Not built by anybody, obviously. If you ever rent in a cheap junker, they have very little that's connected. However, a majority of cars now you can connect to your cell phone. Some cars, you can create a Wi-Fi hotspot. Some cars are connected on their own. It's just a matter of what the budget is for the vehicle. But I got to tell you, most people have their smartphones, and they're happy if they can connect their smartphone up to it. But still, the auto manufacturers want to collect as much data as they could. I know they've been doing this. They just haven't been open about it. But uh, Tesla's pretty open about it. They collect all the data. That's how they continuously upgrade the driving experience in their vehicles. They're always collecting data and making changes. That's a big deal because you want the car to be connected. A bigger question is, can't they just talk to each other? They will be eventually, but right now, no, they can't. But there is a spectrum out there in the 5.9 gigahertz that's the DSRC. It's the Dedicated Short Range Communications. That is in the 5.9 gigahertz spectrum, and that will allow the vehicles to talk to each other. That's pretty important. I see that as important, if not more important, than what, you know, being connected through a carrier system. However, I'll get into that in a minute. So first off, we don't need a connected vehicle. We had how many hundred years, hundreds of years of vehicles where we weren't connected to anything. We didn't care. You took care of your own vehicle. You fixed it. However, vehicles are high tech now. 
We all want more technology. And quite frankly, now vehicles are soon going to be autonomous, which means they're going to be self-driving vehicles, which is a big deal. When they're self-driving, we have to have a way to collect the data and track them. The fact that vehicles can talk to each other and send the data back over the system, through the cloud, whatever, through a carrier's network, back to wherever it has to go, that's very important. So again, why would we need 5G for the vehicle? Listen, although we don't, the beauty of 5G is two things. What, what two things is 5G really going to provide us? Ultra low latency, a low latency system for IoT services, and also high broadband systems. You're going to be able to do this supposedly all in the same spectrum, but at least through the same carrier. Now, why do you want two of those? Well, I'm going to tell you why. First off, you're going to want to be able to collect all the data from the car and you're going to be, you're going to want to send updates to the car. The car will need to be updated. It's going to need your updates. That's a big deal. So that's why you want broadband for those two things. Data collection of the, uh, the, the mundane things like how the heat, the temperature, the seats, things like that, how the car is running, the speed, things that don't have to be updated right away. But IoT is going to offer low latency. That's where you're going to want to get the data from the car right away. Why? If there's an emergency alert, if someone's hurt, if there's a crash, you want one alert to go and you want it to go wherever it has to go very quickly very quickly and you want it to alert the other vehicles and again the vehicle to vehicle communication is going to help that out because here's why the vehicle to vehicle communication is so big it's like a mesh network for all you wi-fi guys out there just think of a mesh network one car does something tells the next car tells the next car tells the next car tells all the cars around in like a broadcast so if you're 10 cars behind that guy your car will automatically start slowing down because it knows there's an accident up ahead. And let me tell you something, this may come as a shocker, but RF travels a lot faster than any vehicle. It's going to be able to send a message back and it's going to let the cars know, hey, there's a problem, slow down, slow down, slow down. And at first you may not even like it, but trust me, <laughs> if you've ever driven in like heavy traffic, I drive a lot in the Baltimore Beltway and the DC Beltway, 95, a lot of things here in Easton. If you're on the West, the I-5, you know, it's every highway, you wind up slowing down, like it or not. Now the car can do it for you. Why do you slow down? Because you have no idea what's ahead. All you know is that the 50 cars ahead of you are slowing down and you can't go around them. So this way, at least you'll know it'll be for a reason. Hopefully they can maintain a speed, usually at an exit, usually during rush hour. But again, the cars will be connected for 5G. 5G paves the way for a lot of new services we just could not have before. Just the ways to be in touch. We could even do video, watch a video at a car. I bring up video because... There's two things. Great power requires great responsibility. Or like Uncle Ben said it in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Meaning, now that every vehicle is going to be connected, and if they put cameras in the vehicles, who's going to be looking at it? Is a hacker going to get in? Is a hacker going to be looking at your vehicle? Is a hacker going to be seeing what you do every second of the day and tracking you? Or the government? Is the government going to track your vehicle? Is the government going to watch you and what you're doing and get snapshots of you in your vehicle? Is that an invasion of privacy? Personally, yeah, I sort of think so. I think when you're in your vehicle... If I want to sing in my vehicle, I sure don't want some government worker to listen to me and, you know, critique me. That would be very embarrassing. It's bad enough when my wife does it. You know what I mean? So what we have to do here is look at would they do it? Now, the government, you have some employee that's sitting there getting paid to do this. A hacker is doing it for fun or whatever, you know, who knows why a hacker does it. Hackers do it just to say they can do it because they're really smart and they can quite honestly. I, I can never figure this out because like when you watch like any crime show now, you always have this like amazing hacker that can get into anything. Meanwhile, 
I can't even remember my password to existing accounts. I'm like, when the hell did I change this password? Is it caps lock on? What, what the hell's going on? I can't even log into my own crap. Meanwhile, yeah, these hackers that can seem to hack into anything. They, they just seem to be out there. Oh, we're hacking into the camera. We're hacking into his laptop. We're hacking into the network. We're hacking into this. We're hacking into that. You know what I'm doing? I'm trying to remember my existing passwords. <laughs> I'm trying to get into my, my own stuff and I have problems. They're out there hacking something a million miles away. I, I just, you know, I just want to get in and see what my bank statement is for the month. Okay, I digress. Back to the vehicle story. So seriously, you may not think we need 5G for the vehicles, but it is going to open up a lot of new doors. It's going to connect a lot more vehicles, but a lot more services than we ever had before. Now, granted, you have a GPS in there. You can collect data. You can tell where all the vehicles are going. You could collect video. You could share. You can even put a Wi-Fi hotspot inside your car or LTEU inside your car. So you're, you can be connected to your phone or your smartphone, whatever, whatever device you have, your laptop inside your car. And as cars become self-driving, the fact that we can actually collect this data and make good use of it is pretty awesome because we have two systems at play in 5G. Like I said, you have the broadband, which again, if you have Wi-Fi connection in your car, that's going to be a great help. And you're going to have IoT, which is going to let the alerts go out. It's going to send out emergency responses, things like that. Let you know, of a, let's say of a crash, it's up ahead or something like that. So that's what you want to do with that. When you look at this, 5G is going to be a big deal. But again, like I said, you know, anyone's going to be able to connect to your car, whether you know it or not, Chrysler, Ford, Chevy, and um, probably any car maker, Toyota, Tesla, they're all connecting to your cars. They're going to connect to it full time. They're collecting data. Whether you have their permission or not, you may have even signed something to let them know that. So it's something to think about. So now let's take a dive into autonomous vehicles and how 5G is going to help them. Now, for one, I want you to understand something. 5G will not drive the vehicle, okay? It's a smart vehicle. It's going to drive itself. It's going to sense what's around it internally. Everything's in the vehicle. You may be able to control it wirelessly by telling it where to go, but the reality is for the real-time stuff, for the cars, the speed, everything else, in the vehicle. It's a smart vehicle. Autonomous vehicles are very smart. They've been around for years. So I, I just want to make sure that you understand 5G LTE wireless will not control the vehicle except to put commands in it or a destination or maybe even telling it to change its destination. It is going to collect data, but it's just very important to remember this. And when you're looking at autonomous vehicles, you're going to have industrial vehicles out there. So let's get away from the cars and the commercial use for a minute. And let's look at what other uh, vehicles are going to be in the ecosystem. You're going to have big trucks like tractors, trailers. Drivers could get tired, but now they don't have to worry about it because the vehicle can pick up the driving. It's the vehicle doing the driving. All the wireless is going to do is let the other cars or systems or control wherever they are know what's going on. If you have a, a tractor and trailer with a highly explosive material or a dangerous material or a chemical, the truck could technically, when it enters a certain county or a zone or whatever, a city, it could let the no local PSAP, PSAP, which is um, Public Safety Access Point, it's a 911 center, and let the local 911 center know that there's something on its roads that could be harmful harmful if it's in an accident and they could track it through the entire system. This is where wireless becomes so important. By the way, another thing to think about, tractors 
have been being used without drivers for years now. Now they use a GPS, they use sensors and things like that, but they like a wireless connection because now they can collect the data, they can track the time, maybe who knows, test the soil, whatever, whatever it can do, whatever sensors it has on it. They can monitor all of this real time and tractors have been doing this for a while. John Deere is one of the pioneers in this. They just been doing a kick-ass job with this. Dump trucks and dozers, bulldozers, they've been doing this for a while too. They have already automated vehicles. It ain't cheap, but it's pretty cool that they can do that. And in a lot of these construction areas, I, I think it makes a lot of sense just to have something like that to go back and forth. Again, autonomous bulldozers are in the mix. They can move the dirt. And I don't really get how they know how much dirt to move or how they know, you know, what they're doing or when they're done or anything like that. But I don't know. They're out there. I'm sure some guy has to watch over. What about the money trucks? Okay, the armored trucks. I like calling them money trucks because they hold money, right? I mean, why else would you have an armored truck come by your, uh, your, your, your store to get the money? Well, maybe diamonds, gold, crap like that. But let's face it, most times they're just picking up dollar bills and money. That could be automated as well so that the uh, armored vehicles out there could be controlled and monitored remotely. Again, 5G would be awesome for that. So the guys dropping the money off and picking it up wouldn't have to worry about if someone tries to hijack the truck or something. If someone tries to do something, it could be controlled remotely and perhaps driven back to a safe spot. You could also have the cameras feed somewhere alive. How cool would that be? Now, what about military? Military could track every vehicle in real time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure they already do this with vehicles, with people. They wire everything up. So let's just stop talking about the military. That's all I can say about that. Emergency vehicles. You know, a lot of times I think of ambulances and paramedics and the things they could do before they get to the hospital. They could give the hospital all the information automatically, like from whatever, a tablet or whatever on the vehicle. And the hospital could be ready with blood, drugs, medicine, whatever it takes to prep that patient in the ER. I just see that as huge. Even if a cop's bringing someone in, he could, you know, have all that done ahead of time without radioing it in. So I'm just saying this is one option that we could have. Now, again, let's go back to the original question, does it really need 5G? Listen, I talked about all these things. A lot of them are being done today. Do they need 5G? No, but it's going to make it a thousand times better. Excellent, I say. Excellent. But again, we need to make sure about our privacy and security because that is a risk, especially here in the States where we care about privacy and security. In the U.S., it's a big deal. Some countries, not so much. But here in the U.S., yeah, big deal. So remember that we already have autonomous vehicles without 5G. So it's not critical. But companies like for industrial use, like John Deere and Komatsu, who makes the dome trucks, they are collecting more data. 5G is going to help with that. Remember that Uber and Lyft are already doing this. They're collecting data. They have autonomous vehicles. They're so far ahead of the curve. It's amazing. They didn't need 5G, but I'll bet they're going to be happy when it's rolled out and they have connectivity and they get a good price for it. That's the key. So the fact that all these vehicles are doing the work, it'll free us up. Listen, I can't wait till cars can drive themselves and I get the whole new world economy, well, at least in urban areas, where you don't even own a car. You just have a car that will take you places without a driver. You just get in. You know, probably have like an Uber app. You just get in, give it the address, bam, you show up. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry what the driver's like, you know, in case he's a little smelly or something. Not a problem. In case he wants to talk about stuff that you absolutely positively do not care about. Not a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, I see a lot of advantages here. On the other hand, it is nice to talk to a driver and get the idea what the area is like. I always heard that London cab drivers were the best because they know everything about the city. In fact, that's part of their training. I digress. Let's get back here. For the wireless system, for the 5G providers, specifically for the carriers, it's a huge deal. That's when 5G is going to make a difference because they're going to offer so many services to the vehicle. And again, 
let's you can't just look at 5G as a 5G service. I would break it in. What I would do is break it into two services. You're going to have the broadband for data collection, for control, for video, for whatever other stuff that you need broadband for, and IoT functions for whatever IoT functions you need. Panic buttons, alert buttons, crash settings, airbag deployed alerts, things like that. Because IoT, low latency, quick, 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 quick. That's what you want. Now, broadband, upgrades, updates, data collection, things that aren't critical as far as latency goes. So when you're looking at 5G, look at both sides and understand each one has a purpose, right? 5G is going to offer a lot more. I don't know how the automakers are going to feel about this because their appeal may be winding down because they're not exactly excited about autonomous vehicles. Why? I would think when vehicles are autonomous, you don't necessarily have to sell a vehicle to everybody, especially in like an urban area. They're going to just not want a vehicle. Hey, think about the downside of a vehicle. I'll tell you what I think. I have to pay for insurance. I have to pay for tags. I have to pay for a license. I have to pay for gas. I have to pay for maintenance. I have to pay for upkeep. Pay, 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 pay. That's all I do is pay for this freaking vehicle. And my cars are paid off. You know what I mean? Now, imagine you just pay when you go somewhere. Suddenly it makes sense in an, ur in an urban area. Hey, if you're out in the country, like what are you going to do? You're going to drive 10 miles or you're going to wait 20 minutes till a vehicle shows up? No, you're going to have a vehicle. You're in a suburban area. Chances are you have a vehicle, but you may not need it. It may not be as critical as it once was. If you're in an urban area, you're in a city, New York City, LA, Chicago, Dallas, Philadelphia, Baltimore, DC, you're going to want a vehicle. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're going to want an autonomous vehicle. I rephrase that. You're not going to want a vehicle because you live in the city. When you live in the city, that pay, 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 suddenly now you're paying to park. You're paying to put it somewhere. You have to get it off the street. You have to pay a garage. And also probably the tags and insurance in the city are way higher. And you don't need a car, really, if you're going to walk most places and you're going to rely on the vehicle to take you the rest of the places. And people really do rely on public transportation. They really do rely on the buses, the trains, and things like that to get them everywhere. So my point is, I think autonomous vehicles really are going to take over at some point, probably around 2020. And 5G, whether you like it or not, is going to play a part in that just for the data collection, the control and the monitoring of it. I think they'll monitor it probably like they do the planes in the air. Someone will want to monitor the vehicles. I see that with drones too. I see so many drones flying around someday. They're going to have to monitor everything. The carriers are counting on this. They see a lot of work coming from this. They see a lot of business and it's not that they're going to, it's like the OnStar system. They don't make a lot of money off that. But suddenly when you have 2 million OnStar customers, now you're making a little bit of money. It's, it's actually real revenue for the vehicle. I mean, for the carriers, all these vehicles, they add a lot. AT&T and Verizon, they love this business. I'm sure T-Mobile and Sprint would too. I mean, it's low revenue, but you get a million vehicles, it adds up. That's what I'm trying to say here. The Department of Transportation is still holding on to the dream of the DSRC, which I talked about. That's a dedicated short-range communications in the 5.9 gigahertz band. Why? Well, the band's open. They have the spectrum, right? I'm sure Wi-Fi would like this band because it's more throughput. LTEU would like this band that's more throughput. It's very low power. But for this particular application for the vehicles, it's like a mesh system. They can talk to each other real time. I see real value in that. I think it's awesome. Now, I want to be honest with you. 
I think the vehicle makers are going to put this in. They're going to put it in everywhere. They're going to have the vehicles talk to each other because they see value in it. If there's an accident, let's say for whatever reason, and one car has to stop, it's going to send that signal back through 10 cars. And like I said, RF travels a lot faster than a vehicle. So it's going to allow the cars to brake in real time. Hey, accident, brake. Hey, accident, brake. And they're going to just keep sending it back through each of them. Uh, might flood the airwaves, but I'm sure they'll work something out. Now, the cities want to put something in where they can monitor this data real time from the polls. I'm going to be honest with you. I talked with a lot of cities. It doesn't seem to be a priority in most cities. They all talk about it. The Department of Transportation made a big deal. If the DOT, Department of Transportation, doesn't pay for it, I don't see it rolling out unless like an automaker pays for it or an insurance company pays for it or someone like that, someone that, or a college. A college could pay for this. Someone, and it'd be cheap to deploy. I, at least I think. In my head, I think it would be very cost-effective to, to, to uh, deploy this stuff. I just do. I think it'd be an easy, quick thing to do. But I gotta tell you, just the fact that I've worked with these smart cities in the past. Cities are amazingly cheap. <laughs> they want to see a payback. And unless they can see real value in putting that system out there, I don't see them spending the money. Maybe the bigger cities will. You know, the Chicago's, the New York's, the, the LA's. Maybe they'll see value. California is a little different because they're very forward thinking and they, they also see, they, they consider having clean air as a primary objective. So maybe they would see it for that fact alone that the, the cars can communicate and they, they get to autonomous driving quicker than they originally would have. And they can collect the data from that. But man, smart cities I worked with are pretty strapped. They're looking for cash from anyone that'll pay for it. And that's why public-private partnerships are a huge deal for these people. They want to make money. They want to put something out there. So they're going to look for someone else to pay for it. I'm just saying. They're going to look for grants. They really don't want tax dollars to pay for it, but that maybe that's what they have to do. Colleges, I don't know. When I, colleges are a great source for stuff like this. You got to get through the bureaucracy, just like the city. You know what I'm saying? So if you're thinking other systems will support this, guess again. Here's why I'm putting my money on 5G. One, 5G is going to be around maybe to 2025 till 6G comes out. 5G is going to roll this out and offer these services to vehicles regardless. The carriers will make sure that it's a success. Like as far as the other systems go, people may put it in. They'll get it working on a limited basis, but uh, someone's got to pay for it. Carriers are going to roll this out regardless. Carriers are very determined to see this be successful. So unless the cities are going to invest in it, say Detroit, because you know they're known for vehicles, I just I don't see a lot of them making the big investment unless they see a great outcome. So that's what I got on that. But again. You guys make up your own mind. I love 5G because it is going to be a game changer, but the vehicles just don't need it, but they want it. They want this control. And the carriers are driven to put 5G out there and make sure that they get the biggest bang for their buck. All right. Remember, when looking at all these systems, deploy, deploy, deploy. That's all I got for today. Be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. <laughs>
handbook. I have the ebook out there for you in Amazon paperback, a full color eight and a half by 11 inch version, the Amazon Kindle version, the full PDF on Cellfi, and the full PDF on Gumroad. It's all about the 5G deployment. Go to wade4wireless.com and look for 5G deployment plan. It's in there just for you.